It's episode 88 of the Auto What Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On, making a funny face for some you're, reason. It looks like you're reading the name of the podcast on your phone. Oh, I forgot what it was called. I do so many. <laughs> I see. Uh, I'm also here with Rob Attrell, <laughs> and our guest today is Kelly Ann Wilson. How you doing, Hi. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm hoping that this doesn't scare you or anybody else uh, me too. from doing this. Uh, just because Keegan uh, just finished eating a lot of Popeye's chicken, and he feels like he ate too much. Oh, yeah. So if, I went if fall Ke- asleep. Yeah. <laughs> if Keegan's <laughs> off today, uh, that's why. <laughs> but before, uh, to what help about the situation. Every other week. <laughs> no, no, Keegan's always off to a certain extent. But, uh, so off that I'm on. Yeah. Oh. I think beer helps with that food coma. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of beer. Yeah, that's balance. it. <laughs> and yeah, good transition. Yeah, for sure. I, Very good. She's better at the segues <laughs> than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, our, our beer for the week is, well, what, what are we drinking today? The beer we have is from Kitchissippi. It's called Wuchak Black. Is that how you pronounce it for real how would you pronounce I'm, it i'm just, just curious i wasn't sure if you looked it up no how would you pronounce it Wushak. interesting uh <laughs> that's another way to pronounce it probably uh this is a cascadian dark ale six percent alcohol it's available in the winter from kitchissippi uh, and it's it's ideal for this time of year with roasted malt flavors and the hot presence you'd expect from an ipa keegan what do you think i love dark beer I also picked this beer. Yeah. That's why I'm excited. And I can't believe we haven't had it on the podcast. I double-checked on my phone uh, in our little list that we have going. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I just apparently I just I drink it all the time except for when we're on the podcast. <laughs> you so know what I think it might have been? I think we talked about it and then we were going to see if Kitchissippi would just give it to oh, us. Oh, yes. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we even asked. We no, just we did not ask. Yeah, but okay. they have given us beer in the past. Yep. And uh, if they're listening, we would love to have it again and again. Yep. Um, but this is great too. We do like all the Kitchissippi beers. I have mm-hmm. I have an admission to make. I'm I created this beer spreadsheet. Okay. And like two months ago. That's commitment. I beer so, yeah, oh, to yeah. keep track so that yeah. we wouldn't duplicate beers and we wouldn't have to look every time and, and try to remember if we'd had it before. Right. So I made it, but then I stopped updating it. Oh shoot. Did we have this? We did have this. Oh hey. no. So it's my I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to see if it would come up, but we definitely we did have it. Well, it did well, come up. Exactly. <laughs> I no, no, I mean, <laughs> I have other beer in the fridge. <laughs> no, but I wanted to see if you, if anyone would remember that ah, we had had it and okay. nobody remembered. No. Oh. But coincidentally, the last time we had it, we also had a musician on. Oh, yeah? That was Joe Stoofclair. Okay. Oh, so it's recent. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, because oh, I updated it. I, I made it two months ago, and then I didn't update it. So this doesn't make for good podcasting. So Anyways. Makes for great continue. podcasting. <laughs> uh, Kellyanne. I'm going to call you Kel for the, for the interview, because that's sort of what I've been calling you. <laughs> okay. Kel, uh, can you walk us through... We, we like to start off the podcast with sort of understanding how you got to where you are today. So what's your, what's your background? You know, where are you from? And, and can you walk us through growing up as Kel or Kellyanne Wilson? Well, the biggest thing that has shaped my life is being from West Carleton and growing up on a farm there. Um, My entire block is like my grandpa's siblings moved around a block, and (laughs) it's all Wilsons on our couple streets. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, there's no better life than growing up on a farm, no better childhood. You have just so much freedom, so much space. you have so many things for adventures, and I mean, there's no, there's no life like it. Um, also, in our family, everyone is very musical. 
my grandma, my dad, my siblings, her, my great aunts and uncles, my aunts and uncles, everyone. There's fiddle players, songwriters, singers, okay. pianists, everything. So music's right in my blood, and I come by it pretty honestly. Yeah, it sounds like you didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we just grew up in a house of music, and everyone learns to play by ear. And um, cool. So growing up in West Carlton. Uh, you, well, you stuck around Ottawa. I'm not sure if the idea of, of moving around never crossed your mind. No, I could never leave West Carlton. I've been on a bunch of trips for music. I've met with lots of producers and publishers and things like that. And they all say, you have to move to Toronto to make it. You have to move to Nashville to make it. Yeah. And I, I can't leave West Carlton. I, I huh. love the land. I love the people. We have yeah. such a huge community of family and friends. And I'm already getting to live my goal for my music, which is just to be playing all the time. And yeah. I couldn't give that up to go to another city. And I know we have friends that have big dreams too, and they've had to leave to chase them. But as long as I can be in Ottawa and making music, then I'm happy here. That's fantastic. Cool. How long have you been making music for? Like, obviously you've been probably singing and playing instruments for a long time, but I mean, how long have you been actually like music has been your goal? Well, for an example, my debut album that I made called Sunshine, um, the title track I actually wrote when I was 10 years old. So that's about the time when I started actually putting songs together, wow. like with like a composition of what all the other instruments are going to do and like a verse, chorus, verse type setup right. of the songs. So that's the earliest probably that I was like forming these complete ideas of what a song could sure. be that mm -hmm. I created myself. Wow, cool. That's fantastic. Well, what, what's it like to, I mean, obviously you're, you're a ways away from being 10 years old, but, but what's it like going through that process, right? Because I, I feel like a lot of musicians might just start off with, oh, I like this song and I'm just going to play this song or do a cover of this song. Now you're talking about an original. Yeah. So walk us through it. I mean, I hear people talking about how they spent weeks writing a song or hours writing a song and... To me, that it just doesn't work that way. The song's just there, and I reach out and grab it. I, huh. I, I'm just putting it to paper, and, and it already existed. And it's just the way my mind works. I yeah. can't, I can't work at a song. I can't have to think like, what's going to come next? What's the next part going to be? Yeah. What's the chord progression going to be? I'm just the song already exists, and I'm like the channel for it. Yeah. And. Uh, that's why a lot of my songs aren't very commercial format or um, set up how like a popular type song would be, but it's just they they are what they are, yep. and uh, I just create them that way. So okay, that's cool. Now, as you continued with whether it's writing or whether it's practicing or, or what have you, there came a point where you 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 came you, you had this conscious decision that okay you're going to continue and, and not only are you just going to perform but you're going to make an album at what point did that happen um music was always going to be something that i did because okay. my dad was so heavily involved in the music scene yep. he had a band he was playing gigs all the time he was recording music um so it was it was never like a stretch that that would be what I would do. I mean, I played with his band when I was younger and we had so many projects going on. We would also play as a family. And then when, as I got older, I was able to start playing shows on my own and booking shows on my own. Yeah. Um, we first 
set out to start recording my original songs when I was in grade seven or eight, just to have them, like to have a keepsake of them. And then the momentum built that that my songs were getting stronger and I was getting more experience with like different musicians and different ways to make an album that that was stronger and more mature as I grew up. So um, I got to have the option to make a new album that I'm working on right now, which is so thrilling and I'm really excited about it. And I've included all these musicians from West Carlton that I've been playing with my whole life. Everyone I can possibly get on there is going to be on that album. That's fantastic. Uh, What's what's that album called? Um, It's going to be called Prison Cell. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Hopefully out in 2016. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So is that still in the recording process or is that, is that more or less done and you're sort of fine tuning it or, or, or producing it? It's still in the recording process. I'm a huge perfectionist. It's a very (laughs) slow process. Um, my songs are never finished to my ear. So it's, uh, right now I'm just putting out each song as a single as it's finished. So people have some music coming back from all the effort that they've been putting into it, like supporting the album. But I mean, the album as a whole, it's hard to because I, I have so much control over every aspect of the album that um, I know I'm my greatest critic that <laughs> nothing ever feels complete. I mean, I'm, pro- I'm co-producing it. I'm doing the editing. I'm helping with the recording. I'm playing the instruments. I'm writing the songs. I'm doing the vocals. I'm doing the artwork. I'm doing the photography. Every aspect <laughs> of You're it. taking your own pictures for this album. <laughs> Basically, or yeah. you just mean the photography well, for the album? Yeah, different okay. photography okay. for the album. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, that's kind of why it's been a slow process, but... The results are worth it so far. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, so bringing it back to uh, some of the fundraising and things, and and you know, I I know just just from what I know about you already that West Carlton is is a very big supporter of a lot of the things that you do, and and one of the things in terms of the fundraising, if I remember correctly, there were like garage sales and there were there were just various fundraisers can you speak to how west carlton has really supported you through that process as well i mean this town has supported me my entire life in in bigger ways than just my music which we'll talk about later with my health issues um from every time they get me up on stage to play every time they book me to play at an anniversary or a wedding um people pour their time and effort and resources into making this dream come true for me. The album is absolutely a product of the whole like group of friends and family that, that want this for me as well. And I hope that I'm paying it back to them by having lots of young musicians or musicians that are their family and friends as well be a part of the album. And they get to experience being in the studio. They get to be on our record. And that's my way of trying to pay it forward and and getting other musicians the chances that all these people are coming together to give me. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, In terms of uh, so gigs, for example, a lot of gigs happened around West Carlton. And then you sort of branched out a bit as well, right? Yeah. So lately I've been playing in the market. I've played Safe Odds and Heart and Crown, Rainbow Bistro. Those are big gigs, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty excited. You're pretty humble about this, but I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, Yes. uh, The coolest place I've ever got to play 
is definitely uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. I went down there for a while. And um, the coolest place I've played in Ottawa is probably... I was I was pretty excited to play the Rainbow Bistro just because the venue itself is so nice. It's like a really rustic, and there's a balcony over it. And oh yeah, I had okay. seen like other friends' bands play there, and never been the one booked to play. So right. sure, yeah, yeah, I get it. And and how do these come about? Just um, it's all through this network of musicians. You know, you get to know like you'll book someone to play a couple songs with you, or to do a duet with you, or open for you, and then they'll get you for their next gig. And it's mm. a whole group of us that we all just pull each other up at these shows, and then that's how you get your next gig. And yeah. hopefully, you're leaving if you just came up to do a duet on this one, and then you're talking to people at the venue. Then they'll book you to come back. Well, that makes sense. That's cool. Cool. I played at the Rainbow once. Did you for real? Yes, when I was a young man, and I, because uh, I used to write songs, and I, uh, so I wrote a few okay songs, and then someone heard me and asked me to play, and then this was kind of like building towards where I would like play different bars and stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was like, oh, it's a my big chance, my big shot, and then I didn't practice and played uh, World of Warcraft for a month. <laughs> oh no! And then I ate garbage on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> that was your whole act? It was just garbage yeah. eating? Yeah, I, I just, like, played and I stuttered and I couldn't remember half of my songs and it was wow. horrible. D- did you find that intimidating? Like, just being being there? Or, or is it just that you Mostly just... Mostly I didn't prepare. <laughs> just didn't no. prepare anything. It's not even that it's, like, a huge yeah. crowd there. It's mm. just the venue is so... I just love the venue. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Cool. Sure, yeah. 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 That's not bad. And, and so, who do you play with when you when you play live? Do you have session musicians or do you have a band that plays with you or you use a solo i have an entire family of people to (laughs) back me (laughs) so a lot of the times um if i need a full band then it's my dad's band that he had made like formed all while i was growing up and Mm -hmm. then sometimes i'll play an acoustic set i'll have um my uncle and my dad accompany me and then one of my cousins and i have started doing shows together too so It's, uh, I usually just round whoever's available up in the family and uh, get them to come play a show. They know all my songs. They know all the classic country songs or the classic rock songs. So Yeah, mm. that's cool. I actually, I saw you and your dad and your uncle, I think, at, yeah, at Heart and, and Crown Tom, once. Yeah, at Heart yeah, and Ground. And Tom, exactly. That was also a pretty cool gig because I've uh, partied there a lot. Yep. <laughs> so now you're on the other side almost. And uh, yeah, I, I got to know the band there that was there on Saturday nights. And uh, sometimes I would get up to sing Wagon Wheel with them. And Beauty. I'm sure it sounded lovely. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. That's good. Right. That's kind of the key, right? Good stuff. With that, let's just jump to a segment quickly. Uh, Keegan, what's Classic Ottawa? Classic Ottawa is our news segment where we tell people who listen all about the news in Ottawa. <laughs> Good Keegan energy. Killing That's my stalling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my stalling voice. <laughs> the National Research Council is examining pieces of the Nipigon River Bridge to determine what caused it to, have to heave apart earlier this month. <laughs> Early reports suggest that critical components were attached using sticky tack. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's one. Uh, a man was shot while sleeping on Friday morning when bullets were fired through his wall. The Ottawa police are suspecting gang-related activity, but have not ruled out a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation. All right. You see that film? I did. That was a good film. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene in that film. Yeah. Scandalous film. Yeah. You saw two? But you're talking about in Angelina In real Jolie. life. That's it. 
Oh, Ro- like in the theater? Ro- Ro- no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Broke up a marriage. Yeah. Oh, oh. Talk about the whole Brad Pitt. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I missed it. That's right. a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a UK political journalist named Jim Watterson is being mistaken for Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson. Watterson received angry tweets meant for the mayor and most recently received an internal email from the mayor's office about a phone call with the head of Post Media. Let this be a warning to anybody mailing seductive photos to the mail- mayor. Hmm. <laughs> Emailing. <laughs> Almost got it. Photos. Yeah, there you go. I, I saw that and he tweets Jim Watson after and it's like, can you help out, bro? Can yeah, you handle yeah. this, bro? <laughs> and apparently he had a phone call with him too. Oh, really? Yeah, he discussed the, uh, what a bus stop issue and a snowplow issue. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. That's <laughs> fun. Uh, the Ottawa Citizen and Sun announced that they will be merging their newsrooms this month. Now we'll finally get to see what happens when a balanced, respected journal combines with a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like the sun. Some people, whoever wrote Most joke, people uh, don't like, like the, the sun. sun. <laughs> and finally, CBC reported that it was negative 30 degrees in Ottawa this week, which led many to ask, is it really a headline if you could get the same information from a thermometer? <laughs> no, it's That's not. the news <laughs> this week. Okay. Thanks, Keegan. Um... Kel, you have some interesting stories about Ottawa. Yeah, I tried to compile some for coming on the show, for sure. Okay, well, that's good. So so one of them is uh, is related to living downtown. You lived downtown for a period of time. I did. I lived downtown for uh, to go to school. Okay. And I lived right off the Rideau Canal. Sure. And so in my uh, one of my best Ottawa stories, I yep. used to skate in the winter wherever I needed to go. So I'd just have a backpack with my shoes in it and <laughs> skate to like get my groceries or oh, go yeah. downtown to see friends or go to Rideau Center or that. Sure. And then change out my skates, put them in my backpack and just <laughs> skate home after. That's that's <laughs> awesome. I lived close enough, or I guess Rob and I both lived yeah. close enough to the canal, but I couldn't skate at all couldn't so, i couldn't so oh, I, I still I, sorry i still can't really <laughs> but i i especially couldn't back then and uh i i was legitimately jealous of anybody who might just skate uh the, the one thing i did like though is that i didn't need to go to a specific like i think there's like pretoria bridge and then like there's that somerset footbridge yeah and yeah, between no. that there's really nothing oh yeah but otherwise you know in the winter you can just sort of cross the canal yeah, well at, at any of the yeah there were a few stops there was one i think fifth have i used yeah. quite a few times to get into the glebe but yeah you can't get to the glebe at all unless you unless it's winter <laughs> yeah, yeah and the it. canal's open yeah so <laughs> i was going from the glebe to downtown right oh there yeah. you go yeah so probably the best solution for the terrible oc transpo yes <laughs> skate first of all and second of all try to say that to anybody who doesn't know much about ottawa and they're like this is insane <laughs> yeah. i went on the free. bus in toronto and i was like something's different they're only saying the stops in English. Oh, yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah, that's awesome. When I uh, went to Carleton, I was downtown um, studying with friends. And then I realized I had a oh, class at, at 7. And so we were studying, like, all day. We're at this... Uh, this all sounds made studying up. place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to incriminate myself. Not yeah. incriminate, but... We were studying really hard all day. Oh, God. Trying to come up with an alibi. I got to get to class, and it started at 7. And so I was like, oh, I can, like, hang, like, stay with you guys and study till 6. Then I have to walk down the canal to Carlton. Mm -hmm. I thought it would take an hour. (laughs) But it does not take an hour. No, it doesn't. It's a long time. How long, uh, Kellyanne, do you know how long it took you to escape from Glebe to downtown? Or did you have, like, times? 
I don't Park remember out. at all. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really this is a leisurely question. skate. Yeah, I was just, enjoying yeah, it. It's yeah. fine. That's good. But how long would you guys... I, I did it in 15 minutes, yeah, skating. Oh, okay. from, from end to end. Whoa, really? Yeah. But it's only like eight kilometers. It's not... If you actually go for it, it's not hard to do That's that. That's fast. 15 minutes? You're going... You can go pretty fast. Well, we'll test it because I will we'll be frozen it. soon enough. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. It'll be a knows. short year after the longest one last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, no but. kidding. Yeah, it's true, eh? Yeah, it's balancing out. All right, so, okay, there's a Rideau Canal. And anything else? Any interesting stories about Ottawa? I have another pretty good Ottawa story. Um, okay. One time I met the Queen of England here in Ottawa at okay. uh, Rideau Hall. Wow. What was this? Um. I didn't I realize the queen still was quite so young. Oh, okay, I think. that makes sense. Okay, I was maybe like thirteen or fourteen. Sure. Um, and my dad just decided, well, the queen is in town and is like greeting some locals, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be some of those locals. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a bunch of farmers going on down. Yeah, yeah. I, it was so unlike him, and we never came downtown. Like, I had sure. never been past Bayshore until high school. It was... <laughs> oh, you, wow. you didn't go downtown. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we piled up in the truck and went down to Rideau Hall, and we were talking to the Queen and her husband, Prince Philip, and, yep. and uh, he said, oh, so what kind of farm do you guys live on because we, we were talking about farming in canada and we said a dairy farm and he said oh a cherry farm how lovely <laughs> i was like yes this very cold climate is uh, great for growing cherries and other yeah. tropical uh, fruits like, fantastic oh, that's great a cherry farm how lovely yeah which it makes me wonder like if you're ever somebody and, and and maybe you're arkel i'm not sure but if you're ever somebody who meets a ton of people or a ton of fans and we don't have many fans let's be honest like that, that mean that's in real life obviously a lot of listeners hopefully yeah. but uh uh when you meet a lot of people it makes me wonder do people actually listen to what you're saying or they just like hear what they want you know and just like yeah. <laughs> give yeah. her because i feel like that's that's what the, you almost need to do if if you know right. in this case prince uh philip philip anyway it's good mm-hmm. cool uh any, anything well you said you might have some interesting stories about west carlton or did we go oh yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you had uh talked about getting me on here you wanted to know a bit about because i grew up in west carlton which is is the country and it's a very farming based town um so a lot of people i'm sure downtown can't really imagine what we get away with and uh yeah, the sure. trouble we stir up out there yeah so one uh good story is um Every year there's the carp fair in September and it's like the biggest thing that happens in West Carlton. Sure. And if you go away to school, like you come back for carp fair. <laughs> like you might not come back for Thanksgiving, you come back for carp fair. And you know everybody will be there. Yeah. And yeah. it's a reunion every time. Everyone's there. You can't miss it. Yeah. And you're there like for five days for the whole weekend. And it's just the biggest social event in our town. So much so that we get school off. For carp fair. No, you don't. Wow. We got a PD day. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's like, awesome. even the school board was like, it's not even worth trying to make them come. There's going to be no one in the classroom. <laughs> so, let's right. have a PD because, day. Yeah, so, exactly. like, West Carlton got our own little PD day out of the whole school that's board. Amazing. That the rest of the school board doesn't no, get No, no one else got it. Wow. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you're from West Carlton when. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, another story I wanted to share that's pretty exciting. My brother recently got engaged. Oh. And he actually 
um, disked into one of our fields, like with all the machinery in huge letters, will you marry me? And he got a plane and flew it over. And all these people were driving by and stopping by to see it. It was quite the sight because it was like in huge letters in the field. And uh, yeah, apparently it was like the talk of farmers in in, uh, eastern Ontario. I guess so. And then this really smart guy, and I think he was from Maryville or something, he um, decided that he wanted to propose to his girlfriend and called my brother and said... Can we fly over your your field and your sign, and, and I'm going to ask my girlfriend to marry me? So he used my brother's proposal. Well, I mean, while it's there. That's what a romantic, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And no, I'm wait. sure she was like, why are we over this random farm? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it has no meaning to her. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, she She's like, who's know. Jenny? But, <laughs> that, would, that would be worse. But anyway, uh-huh. his buddies were all pretty mad now. They have to all top that. And uh, oh, one, yeah. of, one of them... Uh, one of the girlfriend or wife, sorry, asked, "Well, you have to repropose now. Yours wasn't oh, wow. a big enough show." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was oh in trouble God. with his friends for sure. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. There's always that one person that goes like way above and beyond. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mon, what do you, what do you yeah. feel about that? Do you feel pressure? Do you ever have friends who who go like way do, too hard in their proposals? Do well, I've got uh, I've got somebody who tried uh, proposing at an, at an airport. Right? I don't think that's real. Okay. It was right after leaving the airport. Oh, right after. Okay. And then I have somebody who did a kinder surprise. That's cute. But it's not like crazy. All right. And then, and then I know somebody who like gathered a bunch of friends. Yeah. I, I think I'm doing all right. Yeah. Actually, well, no, my brother-in-law, though, uh, he, uh, he they, well, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, they did sort of the tour of a bunch of different continents over the years and they had hit every single continent obviously not including antarctica Ar- antarctica and the last one they needed to do was australia so yeah they're they're in this like five-star resort and they're they're really going all out they're in the middle of these like couples massages and then at the end they were going to go into the spa so my sister was a big fan like let's let's do this and she and you know my brother's like my brother-in-law he's like no no we we, we need to go to this next event blah 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 they go onto this golf course and on the green is a helicopter waiting oh uh, wow picks her up in a helicopter uh they fly over a bunch of the islands including one of them where castaway was uh was filmed mm-hmm. they land on the castaway island and then they have a picnic where there's no cell reception there's nothing and they have a, a freezer now or like a cooler full of like food from the five-star restaurant that was in the hotel and uh, he, and he proposed there. Then he told us all the story, and I'm like, "There's no way I'll top yeah. <laughs> You have to like go to the moon or something. <laughs> so that's. I think a thing. the way you top that is by doing like the simplest but really cute. Oh yeah. Proposal. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go the complete other way. I, I, that's I how like you top that. that. I like sure. that. Okay, that's that's what I'm going to plan from now on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's going to be something really simple, <laughs> but not too simple. Oh, I don't know. I'll make it work. Um. Uh, another thing, and we, we touched on it really quickly earlier, but um, something that that's that I have well, I mean, I, I've followed a lot of things that you've done, uh, but something that I've followed relatively closely is is uh, some of the stuff that you've put out there in terms of being a young person with uh, a variety of, of of health you know issues or concerns. Can you speak to a bit of sort of well, I guess that situation. I don't want to. I don't want to overstep here. So I want to. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the floor here. 
Yeah, so I guess recently in the past few years, I've started talking about my disease and my illness. Um, I first got sick 10 years ago now when I was 15 in grade 10. And at the time, we had it from everybody because just being from my town, um, I thought it made you look weak to be sick or, or be in pain. And so I didn't ever want to show that. Um but then I started getting surgeries, and I had wounds and bandages and that, and so everyone could tell. And now the reason that I talk about it is because I've been, become part of this group of friends. Of There's actually a lot of people that are young and sick, which I didn't realize. And uh, we all have to be there for each other and lean on each other. So I have a neurological disease, and I also have heart issues. So that's my personal battle, but my friends are dealing with lots of different things, um, brain trauma, autoimmune diseases, CF, cystic fibrosis. So a lot of, a lot of uh, terrible, terrible struggles that they're going through. Um, my experience in Ottawa has been pretty good because we have some pretty great facilities here. I've been really lucky to have um, the Heart Institute and sure. people travel really far um, for their services. But it, it is strange being young there. I mean, I used to be going to my appointments and, um, my, like, my friends would bring me or my sister that. And people would really just stare at us because why are these young teenage girls, like, in the Heart Institute? I mean, it's people don't realize that, that you could have heart issues really at that age. Mm -hmm. And even the scans, the, the doctors and the cardiologists and that would all come look at them because they're not used to seeing the, these hearts that are healthy in, in a way, like mm -hmm. in general, besides the specific issues. So um, the biggest thing I think facing people being young and sick is the isolation. I'm like an extremely extroverted person. And I want to be with my friends all the time, and I want to be out going to school and driving around and going to parties and going, you know, playing sports, things like that. And I really can't do any of that. And uh, that's been my biggest struggle with being sick is just too much time away from people that I want to be surrounded by. Right. Um, unfortunately, with my disease, I'm in pain all the time. I don't remember what it's like to not be in pain. And uh, this has been for 10 years now. My 25th birthday is coming up in a week. So that's kind of a bittersweet milestone to have been sick and in pain for 10 years. Right. Um, we go through a lot of treatments right now. I'm on home care. I have nurses at my house every single day taking medications and things like that. And... Um, I have to get needles in my back, which sounds not oh, very yeah. appealing to uh, a lot of people. No, not at all. Um, I've went through heart surgery, multiple heart procedures, uh, a lot of things that, that people our age just wouldn't even think of facing. Sure. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, like I said, I've had a community and friends in that, that have been so great and so supportive and there for my family. Um, it is a huge burden to have someone so ill and dependent on you but uh thankfully i'm from that town because i don't know how we would have done it otherwise yeah, sure if um if there are anything like i mean i so i never really understood just i mean and i still 
can't completely understand without going through it. But I, 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 I didn't even have an inkling uh, in terms of how how somebody goes through that or, 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 or lives through having, whether it's health complications or, or what have you. But are there things that, you know, maybe people should be aware of in, in terms of, uh, you know, ways to support people or, or things to consider or things of that sort? Yeah, um, the huge campaign happening between this whole community of people that have diseases like mine is that um, not every disability is visible. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, huge challenge we face because I look like I'm a young 24-year-old some of the times. Like sometimes you can see that I'm ill, whether I have scars or, or bandages or lines or things like that in. But a lot of times I look like a normal 24-year-old. And so people look funny when we're parking in the handicap spot. People right. look funny when I have to take a seat somewhere where they think maybe, you know, that should be saved for someone that really is disabled. Right. Um, people get frustrated when accommodations get made in school, People think, oh, you're lucky, you don't have to work every day, things like that. And there's a huge campaign going around for, um, especially the quote that people use is, but you don't look sick. Right. But they have no idea, like a heart issue is not visible on the outside. No. And if you really did know me and day to day, you could tell that I look sick because right. I'm 100 pounds hmm. flat. That's oh not God. a no. normal size for someone this age, you no. know. And I do have scars from my surgeries and that, but I, like, I try not to show it all the time. And I try to look normal and appear normal. So... A lot of my friends are facing these issues where either people don't understand or completely judge them for the accommodations that they need. And a lot of times they can't even get access to, you know, different services that would help them with their disability just because they don't look like they're sick because they're young. Right. And you you just you can't know that someone if you see someone using those services, they could very well be sick and and you can't know just from looking at them. Yeah, no, that's that's a strong message. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so going through some of this stuff, does that you know? Do you, do you find that as being a source of inspiration for your music? Absolutely. Um, this new album is called Prison Cell, mm -hmm. and it's prison cell. It, the song is a metaphor. It's it's not about a real prison cell. It's about anything that has you trapped where, where you can't be free. And for me, my prison cell is my body because I'm, I'm trapped in this state. Right. This isn't who I am. This isn't what I want to be. This is holding me back from all these things I want to do. And my whole focus and all I want is to be free. Sure. So that absolutely trickles into my music and, um, it's there. It's yeah. absolutely there. Yeah. yeah. No, I get yeah. that. Yeah. I understand that you have a song that you're going to play for us. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is from the video that you're releasing today, which it's is part of Prison Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. gonna it's gonna <laughs> debut with your podcast. That's so yeah. crazy. So if people are checking out your podcast, then that will be their first access to the video. Okay. Yeah. Which so the video of a song from Prison Cell. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the song? The song is called Clean. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll let you get set up, and uh, we'd love to hear the song, mm -hmm. and then yeah, we'll uh, and for those listening, uh, check out the video, and we'll post it on our Facebook page as well.
All right. Great. All right, so this is my song Clean from my upcoming album Prison Cell, and it's debuting on this podcast. So thank you, Ottawa Wet. <laughs> Come out clean. 
how did you come out clean? Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Could could you could you speak to a, a little bit of the meaning of that song? Um, I think it kind of speaks for itself, but it's, it's a terribly honest song. Uh, I'm, I'm very honest in my songs and, uh, a lot of people can, can figure me out through them for sure. Okay. Okay. That, well, no, that, anyway, that's, that's, it's amazing. And that's, uh, yeah. So that, again, that's from your latest album of, uh, Prison Break. Prison cell. Uh, prisons. Prisons. Okay. <laughs> Good show. Too much TV. Prison cell. Sorry, my bad. Uh, so that's yeah, prison cell. Uh, one of the things that's that's interesting is that you know being a musician uh, for the past you know let's say fifteen years, <laughs> uh, you must have had a lot of just interesting experiences or or, or highlights of certain types, I guess. Could you speak to some of these highlights? Yeah, of course. Um, the most recent highlight has been uh, the first single off this album, Prison Cell, was named the top six Canadian song released in 2015 by Music Canada. Oh, wow. So great. that was wow. really, yeah, that was really exciting and uh, good momentum for the album, of course. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> um, the highlight of my lifetime in music was absolutely going to Nashville um, we had right. no idea what was going to happen when we rolled into there from West Carlton. We got into town at eight o'clock. By ten o'clock, I was on stage singing. Wow! Okay, well, <laughs> this is unplanned. Like this you, is the yeah. second time. This is the second time we mentioned uh, Nashville. Yeah. What? What? Like. Why were you going to Nashville in the first place? Was it just like, walk us through this Nashville yeah. trip. So Nashville is called Music City. It's yep. the home of not even just country music, but blues and lots of rock and mm-hmm. tons of albums are made there. There's really, really famous studios and radio stations yep. and the Grand Old Opry. I mean, yep. huge musicians have come through there, like Neil Young, Johnny Cash, sure. um, Merle Haggard. Yep. Um, it's... It basically is the capital capital of music for yeah. sure. So we were just going down there, just like these little country folks, to <laughs> try to see what we could do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it you fit right it, in. It yeah. sounds like yeah, it does. <laughs> and and then what happened when you got there? Yeah, so we we uh, went to a hotel and then we just hit Broadway, which is the main strip of bars, and we just started playing at everyone that we could. Wow. So, um, I first played at Honky Tonk Central, and then, like, by the end, my dad was playing at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, which is a really, really famous venue. Sure. And we played the Bluebird Cafe, which has now been made famous by the show Nashville. Oh, right. On ABC, and it's one of the main settings that they use. Yeah. So, yeah, it was was an incredible trip. That's fantastic. Okay, cool. And, uh, so... You've been to Nashville. Obviously, you've done a lot in Ottawa. Uh, another thing that you've done is you've driven across Canada. Yeah. So this summer, um, me and one of my buddies, we drove from Nelson, BC to Ottawa. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. But before Probably that, like drive. we actually had driven. So I flew to Calgary and we drove from Calgary 
to some town in Manitoba and then back to BC and then back to Ottawa. You did the prairies okay. twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. It, it took a part? week. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. How, sorry, how long did it take? It took a week, yeah. Uh, a week to a drive from Calgary to Manitoba to BC to back? Yeah. Uh, when did you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's um, well, and the crazy thing is, I'm not allowed to drive because of my medications and my heart conditions. Oh. So it was all my buddy driving, and we were living the absolute, like, hobo life. We were showering at truck stops and, like, sleeping at McDonald's. Fantastic. And we, like, I was washing my hair in, like, the Great Lakes, and it was crazy, but we, it was such a good time. We loved it, and it was so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I had never been to BC. I'd never seen the mountains. Um, They were absolutely stunning. And I actually liked Saskatchewan a lot because it was the most similar to West Carlton and where I'm from. Like the farm and Mm. the landscape in that. Yeah. Manitoba was really scary. The roads there were terrible. (laughs) They need to pay more taxes and maintain (laughs) those roads. Yes. Okay. So for Manitoba (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Sorry, but your roads are really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry, when did you say this happened? Uh, This August. This past August. Okay. So you drove over the Nipigon Bridge. It's near Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. Which called back to, to Keegan's classic Ottawa story. We didn't go through Thunder Bay. We went up north. Oh, oh wow. More north than Thunder Bay? Oh, Lord. Okay. I think. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we is. went through Thunder Bay. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's we all went through water. like Dryden and. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything. North yeah, Bay. Not Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I might have been asleep at that point. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, those things. You had to sleep sometime. Yeah. I don't know when your buddy did, but that's fine. <laughs> anyway, that's good. Well, Kel, uh, I think, I think, are we running up on time? Yeah, we're yeah. coming up on time. We're coming up on time. So, uh, one thing that I want to make sure we do is I want to give you a chance to promote everything that you have, uh, that, that you can possibly promote because obviously, yeah, we, we want to support you. So, yeah, so right now you can pick up my music pretty much from any distributor. It's on uh, Google Play, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. Amazon Music, all of those. SoundCloud? It's on SoundCloud, yeah. Um, yeah. SoundCloud is a whole bunch of unreleased material that I've just okay. put up there, just me and my guitars. So Beauty. Nice. There's, I mean, I think almost 200 songs on there now. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm always writing. Yep, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the best place to pick up my music, and um, hopefully more and more is going to keep being posted from this new album. I'm really excited. I'm, my goal is to have it out by the CCMA's Canadian Country Music Awards that are in London this year, okay. um, which is in September. So okay. hopefully by then. Great. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, also music video posted. Premiering on the show. On yeah, the show. There you go. Yeah. yeah. For Clean. Yeah. And uh, you can see that on our website, which is what, Keegan? Our website's ottawatpodcast.com. People can email us at... Oh, email at <laughs> we've been through this mail at ottawapodcast.com there you go uh and we have twitter and facebook and all that stuff uh leave us a mean review that'd be funny oh yeah yeah and <laughs> definitely uh, yeah that's it all right good stuff thank you guys so much for having me on here it was really a lot of fun yeah. and good experience this was my first podcast so oh well, <laughs> well, you, you did great yeah you did uh, uh sponsor yeah audible our sponsor is audible.com they're an audiobook uh company 
uh, owned by Amazon, and they have over 180,000 different audiobooks and different uh, spoken word audio products to choose from. Uh, and they're actually going to give you a free trial uh, for 30 days to try out the service if you go to audibletrial.com slash autowhat. Uh, so, yeah, they have apps for iPhone, for uh, Android uh, phones and tablets. They ha- You can listen on the internet. And, uh, yeah, just head to audibletrial.com slash autowhat for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. All right. Thanks, Rob. So one final big thank you to Kellyanne Wilson. Uh, did you say your website yet? What's your website name? Yep. Um, probably social media is just the is best that, is that your one? Okay. at Kate Wilson music <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Well, thanks again, Kel. Uh, we'll let you close out the show by saying Ottawa. What? Ottawa. What? <laughs> <laughs>